Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. And I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author of Take My Sunshine, coming winter 2024. And this is Lit Sis. Hey, Mad. Yeah, Haley. Don't you have an Instagram? I do have an Instagram. You can see all that I'm reading at Maddie Reads a lot. M-A-D-D-Y, right? right, M-A-D-D-Y. And then don't you have another one? I do. I do have a new Instagram that you can follow me for all of my author things at Emmy Glenn's underscore author. M-E-G-L-I-N-Z underscore author. I love it. I also have an Instagram. Ooh, yes. Would you like to share? It's Brooke and Binding. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see anything about LitSys itself, you can find information about LitSys at LitSys Podcast on Instagram as well. Go check them out. Happy Friday, LitSys nurse. Hello, hello. Um, happy Friday, everybody. I am sick once again. Oh, no. So if my voice sounds a little funky, that is why. Wow. I had no idea. I know. I, I You know what? Here's the thing. I've been denying it. Um, okay. I've been really denying it. But this I morning, I, like, woke myself up because my throat hurt so bad. And oh, no. my nose was so stuffy that I was having to breathe out of my mouth. And then my throat was hurting. And then I woke up being like, <gasps> so that was super great. Which, But I told my husband, I was like, you know what? I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Kind of did it to myself. Because last, yeah, like- last week I had a very busy week. I That's was true. in the car a lot. I was in the car for 24 hours over six days. Um and it wasn't like a drove 12 hours and then was somewhere for a little bit and then drove 12 hours. No, it was like drove five hours, spent the night somewhere, woke up the next day, drove five hours back, woke up the next day, drove three hours, woke up the next day, drove three hours. And in between all that, I was doing stuff. So you know what? It is my own fault. Makes but, sense. Yes. Running yourself hard over there. Run, running myself ragged. So that is why I sound a little funky today. But. We are super excited to still be bringing you um, a wonderful episode of a book review for Midnight is the Darkest Hour by Ashley Winstead. Boop, boop. Okay, so Haley, you read this book first because I did. I, I got it for you for yes. Christmas. You did. And I went on vacation to Florida the very first week of the year. And I was super ambitious. I was like, you know what, Haley? You are going to read a book this week. You're Come a, hell or high water. Book. You're doing a book. You're doing a book. Because on top of it, you're like, Disney, Universal, going to the aquarium, going to, like, do some traveling. Like, there's just, like, so many different things that we were also doing at the same time. And we were only there a couple days. So I actually got this book done in, like, two days. I was so proud. Wow. The one I've been reading, I'm still reading. So there you go. Oh, okay. Um, But, but, okay, for one, I, okay, let me just say this. I really like Tomorrow and Tomorrow Tomorrow. I really like it. It flows really quickly. I think it's a really easy read and an engaging read, but I just have no time. And my only free time is going to studying. And I just had three exams today. So now I can breathe a smidge. So I'm hoping to get some actual reading done, but 
it's just been chaos. And then I saw you last weekend and we were traveling. Mm -hmm. So it's just been like any potential free time that I, um, any potential free time that I had over the weekend was spent with you. That's fair. Studying. So I didn't get, but this one I for sure already got done. I mean, it's end of January. I, um, yeah, end of January. I already have one done. I'm very proud of myself. I'm on to my second one. And honestly, like if I give myself, if I even just give myself a couple hours, Mm -hmm. I can get like a good chunk of my book. TTT is what I've been saying. My (laughs) TTT, getting that done. But yes, I pumped this one out so fast. And I knew that you were going to like it. I was like, I either, I was going to let you borrow it. But then lo and behold, you ended up getting your own copy then you could just read your own. Yes, I did. Well, here's the thing. This was the thing that I told you is that our father, I almost said who art in heaven, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) No, our actual father here on this earth, um, our dad, he is typically the person that like buys a ton of like books for Christmas for people. But he said that he like dropped the ball on it this year and didn't buy me like any books for Christmas because so typically I don't know if other people's dads are like this, but our dad is like and I you know, I taught him Haley, I taught him this year how to search through uh, how to use the search like mode on messages to look for a specific text you know what i'm talking oh, about yes he I, didn't know that he didn't know how to do that so i did that for him oh. this year because he's always the kind he's always the dad that like we have a family group chat and he'll go in and he'll be like christmas lists please and then we'll yeah. send it and then like three weeks later he'll be like sorry can you all send your christmas lists again yeah because yeah, yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. know there's a search mode so because of that situation and he was very busy and he normally like tries to like check in with everybody to like see if there's any like duplicates because it has happened multiple times in the past before where we get duplicate books because he just bought it so he was like in order to not do that he was this year he was like i just didn't get any and just in case yeah just in case and he and so he told me he said give me your like top three books that you wanted for Christmas and I will order them right now. Like he said that on Christmas day. So because you had gotten midnight is the darkest hour by me, I thought I'm going to get it too. Not cause I was like, I didn't know if I was like thinking like, we'll read it at the same time, but I was thinking at least like we can at some point read it and both review it because it's yeah. harder for us to give books back and forth a little bit easier now but in the in the previous few years it's been a hard time to give books back and forth and it's a book i really wanted to read too so i told him that and i told him two other books that were pre-orders so the only one that came was midnight is the darkest hour and i tried to not tell you that i got it because i knew you were probably like when you finished it on your trip i was like oh man i bought i didn't even need to get my own copy i could have read haley's but i didn't want to lie to you so Mm -hmm. now we both have our own copies like my lavender like your lavender syrup (laughs) i could not even lie for like 30 seconds about that (laughs) i'm not a good liar would you like to tell the class what that story is so essentially when i was on my trip to florida my sister and her husband stayed at my house to watch our two dogs and i have a coffee maker and some syrups and one of them is lavender and i know that maddie really likes lavender so we made sure that she had some decaf beans and some milk that she liked and stuff like that and i got that maybe like a month or two ago and kind of been using it sporadically and um i knew she was excited to get it and 
I come back and she says some like you make up a story of some sort about like wanting to buy me lavender but then I had it already I don't know you try to like whatever about it and then you go but I looked it up and apparently it's supposed to have been refrigerated this whole time and it hadn't been so I just put it in the fridge for you for next time and then I go oh okay and then you go just kidding I had to buy you a completely new one because I was afraid (laughs) to use the one you had that was sitting out so the one that's in there is one that I bought and it came before you came back and so this is a brand new bottle so keep it in the freezer or keep it in the fridge I was like, oh, oh, okay. That is hilarious. It was literally like within like like 10 seconds that you told this half truth that you just that you like just could not even hold the rest in. It was I'm like, so bad just at kidding, lying. it's a lie. I, I completely lied. Completely. This is brand new. I can't let you continue on believing that this was the old one you used to have. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like for sure, that's fine, but I can't believe you did that. So it was fun. I'm I'm, cry- funny. I'm crying right now thinking about that. <laughs> you know? It was oh my word. It was hilarious. So. It was so funny. So similar thing happened with that with like Haley was like, Hey, you can read like, it. Hey. Yeah. And I was like, Great. Actually, dad bought me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have my own copy. I, I have like, my oh, own. Yeah, you're gonna like it. Oh, just kidding. I have my own now. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. But anyway. But- I, you know what? It worked out for the better because you know what? I still want to own in this dream, in my dreams, I hold a knife, which is yeah, the first so book by Ashley have... said that I have yes. read. And yes. now I, but I have Midnight is the Darkest Hour and I would have known, if I would have borrowed it from you, I would have mm-hmm. been like, frick, now I need my own copy. Yeah, so, so now you do. Now I do because I still want a copy of In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. So, you know, it worked out for the better but you did read it before me which not to knock you right now at all but that's not very common in no in your life right for a now. while it was like I was pumping out books pretty quick and you were like trying to catch up a little bit and now it's like or when we would read at the same time yeah. I would be like a couple chapters ahead or you know like kind of flying through it and you'd be like oh crap I'm still on you know whatever page mm-hmm. um but roles have definitely reversed yes. and I but I know that like my time is very limited. So I really only give myself a day a week to read. And I don't always even get a chance to read on that day. So it's very like, it's just all over the place in trying to get my reading done. But because I was on vacation, I had more free time and I had nothing else to do at nighttime. So I did my reading. So anyway, so Midnight is the Darkest Hour by Ashley Winstead is the book and it is essentially about this girl named Ruth who her dad is the pastor of this small town I think in Louisiana yep okay um small town pastor and everyone knows everybody she's like this quiet sweet girl um but because of um just his authority in the town there's a lot of like control and she feels very protected and like like she's not allowed to read certain things or um be I guess kind of like even be friends with people or do certain stuff around she's just very protective of Mm -hmm. her and um she on a chance on a whim I won't say how but she becomes friends with this Mm -hmm. guy who 
is a little bit more on the outskirts. He's just mm-hmm. kind of like an outsider. And his name is Everett. And his dad is the town drunkard. And, you know, he's he just is like, just think like that kid that you can tell like maybe doesn't have the best home life. Yeah. No one really kind of wants to be his friend. So you kind of feel bad for him, but you're not actually going to kind of like probably put yourself out mm-hmm. there or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they just realize they have a lot in common. They love reading together and poetry and nature. And they start to spend a lot of time together and he has found a confidant and she has found a confidant, but like they kind of fill each other's like, missing pieces if that makes sense for different reasons like she she enjoys his company for one reason and he enjoys her company for another and they just are a really good pairing and and friendship Mm -hmm. um but stuff starts to happen and things are going crazy in the town and there's a lot of as you know like I mean like in every place so there's all these like town secrets and things that are kind of coming up and some sketchy stuff that happens and at the very start of the book it opens up with there being a skull that has been found in the swamp and there's this like myth or lore that there's like a low man who is this person of the swamp that's supposed to kill the sinners you know Mm -hmm. in the town and stuff like that it's just kind of you know like just like it's just like like local lore local lore yeah yeah local lore and um but the way that the story is told is you get present day, which I've realized I really like this kind of storytelling, present mm. day chapters and then flashback chapters to kind of fill in the gaps of the relationship and to figure out like why all of this is um, important or mm-hmm. who it potentially could be or why like Ruth and Everett are like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. Like I wonder if like I wonder who that could be I wonder if blah 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 and 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 they are they kind of like take the reins on trying to be like the detectives I guess and to try to like be their own law enforcement Mm -hmm. I guess of the town but by jumping back and forth between the present where all this is happening in the past you get to see how Ruth and Everett like build their relationship and how they became friends and their upbringing and all these different scenarios so that when you do read the present chapters you have more of a foundation for who they are and how they came to be that the way that they are when you meet them in the present mm-hmm. and I really learned like I love that like I, I that makes me think of happy place with mm-hmm. Emily mm-hmm. Henry where it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. we have a present storyline that's happening and you can tell that these two people like apparently they're supposed to love each other but they are like broken up but then how did that happen and then when you get those filler in chapters you can kind of see like oh okay so how is this happening and why is this happening and where is all the like foundation to that present storyline and Ashley Winstead does this exact same thing uh and I think that reads really well it's a super fast read really interesting oh yeah but um there's definitely a little bit of like I don't know, like, I, I wouldn't know what you would say, like, like the, like, book content warning, stuff like that, but there is a little bit of, like, mm-hmm. I would say maybe, like, I don't even know what word to use, like, I mean, occultish stuff, yeah, but maybe, but not really, I not, don't know. I don't know. It's not like it's taken, like, seriously. It's not like it's real, but it is, like, an, a, an occult belief is believed by a character not but they don't like it doesn't it's not like real life it's not anything supernatural truly 
Um, no, no. There's like sexual abuse and like alcohol use and talks of things um, in that nature. Um, but yeah, I was slightly con- I was slightly worried about how occulty it was going to get because I literally just watched a movie that had like a like sacrifice scene and I was like not expecting it. Not You're that like, it bothered me, but that. it's just like. It's just so different, not very seen in media very often because, you know, it, in the United States especially, having come from a very, like, our our country's so young and so, like, there's been so many, like, very, like, conservative, heavy religious beliefs that, like, the country it was founded on. So it can be very hard for, like, alternative beliefs to come through in the media. So I was, like, a little concerned how far it was going to go if it would go similar to the movie that I had recently watched. But... It, I honestly thought it was pretty mild in comparison to um, other other ways that it could have gone about. And it was just, it just added a little bit to the plot, but not too crazy. And- well, it kind of makes me think a little bit of like, which I know this is a horrible comparison, but like, you know, in Princess and the Frog and you've got like the voodoo guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's a little bit of like, because it's like, you know, Louisiana, a little bit of that like Southern, like kind mm-hmm. of like, like that like town lore stuff and a little bit more of like, like, um, it's not even voodoo, but it's just you know, like kind of like yeah, um, it's like these these. I mean, like they a thought... nature focused, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it's not even really that big of a point no. of the story, but it does come it up, does especially come up. with like the low man and things like that. And yeah, so for those who that the characters could... have, yeah, for those who that might bother, it's it is in there. I don't think it's as much as it definitely could have been, but. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, about the, the changing like timeline with the story, it's not always my favorite method of storytelling because I think that um, it dep- like you can be more intrigued by one timeline than the other. and mm-hmm. or, It can throw you out sometimes. Yeah, it can throw you out. And if like, there's like a, like a cliffhanger on one timeline and you have to go into the other one and then you're like, what the heck? Like, yeah, I just want to yeah. know what happened. But the thing that I thought that Ashley Winston did so well is that because it was more of the past was more of an explainer instead of its own story. Like it would literally be like the, the, the present day would be like a little cliffhanger. And then you're like, what's that about? And then the very next chapter would explain it. And I'm like, that's great. Cause it keeps you interested. So for sure. I thought she did a really good job of doing that. Um, I agree. Yeah. I a lot of people have talked about this being uh, like kind of like Twilight, although there's no supernatural elements to it. Yeah, um, and I can definitely see the comparisons. Well, I mean, the main this, character loves yeah, Twilight. He loves Twilight, which I think is hilarious. Uh-huh. Like, it is so funny because, like, I mean, I I am not anti Twilight. Like, I like Twilight, yes. but it's so funny that it shows up in multiple ways in the story, and then like. Um, her friend is kind of described as like a little bit more pale than like you would anticipate for someone who spends so much time outside. And because Twilight is so so much talked about, at one point I was like, oh, is he a vampire? Like I was like, is she gonna take this into a different direction? Yeah. And, and at one point so they talked about he's got like really sharp canines too. And I was yeah, like, like, stuff like that. And you're like, oh my gosh. Like it was like tempting, like she's like tipping your toe in the water of it. You know, you're like, oh is yeah. it, is it she good? was she was vampire baiting i it i mean so funny spoilers he's not a vampire he's um, a human 
he's a human person. But, like, I will just say, like, one of my, I told you this morning, one of my favorite parts is she is starting to convince herself that her friend Everett is a vampire. Yeah. And so Ruth goes to him and she's like, you're really pale. You don't have a pulse. You're really cold. Like, literally which is all like, the stuff Bella says. Yeah, in That's Twilight. So and then he's like, what the, are you thinking I'm a vampire? Are you trying to, like, sick your book on me? And she's like, and no, he's like, I have a pulse. It's just faint. Like, it was so funny. Oh, man. This book has a lot of good humor in it, as yes. well as being, like, dark, mysterious. Um, I just realized we also haven't even said what our rating is for oh, this yeah. book. I gave this book four and a half stars. Okay. I really, really liked it. Um, I'm just realizing that at the time of our recording, I've not actually posted a Goodreads review. I don't think oh. I, I think I just reviewed, like, reviewed it and starred it. Mm. um so I can't even I mean I can remember my rating but I usually when we like to um do stuff like this I like to have my review up so I can remind myself of why I've maybe docked a point or whatever but um I gave it four and a half stars I think the reason that I did a half star was because of some of that like the stuff we were trying to describe earlier, like the occulty stuff, whatever, like, I think at some point, um, it, like, I, I, I feel like it fits the setting super well. Um, and I liked the overall feel of the entire book. It didn't like creep me out, but I think at some points I was kind of like, eh, I mean, like, I think I, I, I didn't feel like I was taken out of the story necessarily, okay. but I think it was just like, it didn't feel like I hit a full five star because of that element. And then maybe some of the explanation of some stuff that happens towards the end. Mm-hmm. I like, I understood everything, but I also was kind of like, I don't know. I, I think a part of me, I, I'm trying to like not spoil anything, but um, <laughs> There are some elements that happen that I felt like were, I just feel like I can't explain anything without giving a spoiler. So essentially, I just feel like it didn't fully, fully hit a five star for me, but it's like a very high four and a half star. Like, okay. Yeah. So without like going into detail, I can't tell you maybe some of the reasons why I would dock it half a star. Um because it literally is re- like it's just really well written book and I really was captivated the whole time and I, I had such good visuals for like the whole story um, at like stick with me which is really cool um, and the ending is very very unique and I know you liked it I really liked it as well I um, love the ending so that might be something we have to talk about a little bit um, but I do I do want to know what your specific rating is as well. And if you had any docs or anything like that or not. Um, I rated it five stars. Loved it. I loved, I loved it. It was so good. And I said this to you in person. Cause I finished it when we were together last week. Um, but it just, it made me think about, and I was like, I don't know if it's just because it's in the South, but it seemed like a book that I would have read in AP lit. Like, mm it didn't feel like a modern book to me mm-hmm. um, except twilight <laughs> except for the twilight part but like it really like it was written in a you know how, i mean there's a difference between books that are written in a classic literature form and books that are written for the yeah. modern enjoyable yeah. audience like it's very obvious yeah. and this was both enjoyable but written in a way that like 
craved being analyzed I felt like the book was like analyze me well I think also too because it's like the characters are very gray and I feel like More, she, so hit, she hits on so many different elements while crafting these characters mm-hmm. that they have such complexity and depth to them that it's hard to say like um, they fit into one specific stereotype or not or whatever. Yeah. You kind of make it black and white. It's very much of like, how could we justify some of these things that happen or how can we not, you know, and where do, yeah. where do we, and you can use it as like a reflection on a society oh, as exactly. well. Like, like you could definitely see some of those things. It made me think about a little bit of a, the thriller that I read right before the other mothers has a mm. little bit of a twist when it comes to what is considered moral or not. Mm-hmm. Um, of, you know, kind of morality is almost in the eye of the beholder in that book yeah. of like what's moral or not. And I feel like that's the same way in Very this book similar. is like, it touches so many different things that can just be analyzed. Like what is truly morality? Like, is it in mm-hmm. the eye of, is it some sort of objective idea this isn't necessarily things that are discussed between the characters, but based off of the characters' actions, the choices that they make, um, the their perspective, you can kind of have that question of like, do I support what's happening here? Yeah. Because I like these people and I get it, but also it like it very much turns the turns the narrative on its head from the beginning to the end it's got issues with morality it's got so much talking about religious influence in small communities um and how you know a certain perception that we have of people can cloud like seeing maybe something greater that's happening beyond um it just deals with ambiguity ambiguity in general Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i just i feel like you could just spend so much time like discussing the various points of the book and I feel like there are there's different moments where things start to like turn your perspective a little bit of like oh so it's actually more like this or like oh so really like we're going through this perspective we're going through the book thinking you know a plus b equals c and we're being told no x plus y equals z and you're like no way no way and then you get close to the end of the book you're like oh Maybe X plus X Y does. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. oh but I still like ABC. <laughs> uh, you are so funny with that. I think I decided in the end I liked XYZ better than ABC. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I think we both agree in the way that the ending. I think we both agree on an ending. So let's happen. just. So let me just say really quick. This is one of the books where. I don't know. I think I have read another book like this before, um, but the ending is a very ambiguous where it's like literally, um, I can't say what actually happens. No, no, we can't. But it just, it is ambiguous. The ending is literally like you're waiting for, like you're ready to turn the next page and it's the end. Like yeah. something like that where you're like, it feels like it's it's an incomplete thought. It's an incomplete situation that happens and you're waiting for the resolve Mm -hmm. and then in the back of the book of the copy that both both of us have has some questions that Ashley answered and one of them is is like well what about that ending and she essentially says like well that's up to the reader Mm -hmm. like the reader is in charge of what happens and I love that because I feel like that brings really good clarity for um 
the reader like yeah you know, as someone who's taking it in it's not like with verity where like at the end of verity, oh yeah you're like but Which was he evil or is yeah. he not evil and what's the answer like, what is it because because you know there's got to be an answer oh you know, for it's like, sure what's the answer and this one is like no she's like actually i wrote it on purpose that you as the reader are in control of what the answer is Which and i, I thought that was that. so creative super creative mm-hmm, that because... feels very ap lit exactly necessary to be analyzed for and, sure and depending on how you finish the ending in your head i feel like you can analyze the whole book differently as well like you're either going to analyze it abc or xyz yeah yeah exactly and it's like who who's who are the good guys who are the bad guys you know who like which actions are justifiable which ones are not like and it makes me also like it makes me rethink I think reading other books that deal with some morally gray Mm. stuff because I think a lot of the times like when we read like thriller books or mystery books or whatever there's like a certain amount of like justification for actions people take yeah um, oftentimes of self-preservation but this book makes me think a little bit more about like but like whose side of the story yeah exactly like what what is actually justifiable which is like, so funny because I feel like I saw um, like a picture online the other day that was like, like um, the Avengers. Yay, we saved the city. Oh, and yeah. Then it's like the city. And then it's like shambles because exactly. we like destroyed the city. So it's like from their perspective, yes, totally saved everything. We got rid of the alien, whatever. But then you look around and the city is like destroyed. So mm-hmm. that's like the ABC version is how the Avengers view the town yep. versus the XYZ is like, but how the town or the city is yeah. viewing the city, you know? So yeah. it's kind of something like that where it's like, which perspective are you leaning more towards or whose perspective are you looking at and how can you see both sides as well? Yeah. And it's just so interesting. To think and it's not about, like, like one is better than another. It's just two sides of the same coin. Oh, oh yeah. There's definitely like, there's, <laughs> there's definitely bad and good on both sides of this situation. There's definitely not like a, like, there's not like an objective good or bad, truly. Like there's, it's just kind of like, which of- one- which one's less worse, bad. maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Who's less bad? Who's less bad in, in this situation? So it just it's just wild too. And I like kept thinking about like if this was a true story and I was like listening to it as like a true crime podcast, like the narrative that would be told would be so different than what we are brought into in the book. And just yeah. thinking about so much of like so many different stories could be flipped on their heads. If you viewed it in a different perspective. And it's just, it's wild to me. I think that too, like talking about it like that, I think is helpful because, um, yeah, a lot of times we're getting the perspective of the ABC, if we're going to stick with that, like the Avengers, we're getting the perspective of the ABC, but then also like in this book, we're getting the XYZ. So we're Mm -hmm. getting the like city people. If you can, if you can follow my analysis, um, and with that, I feel like there's um, just this interesting perspective that it brings, like what you're saying, like if we would listen to like a true crime podcast and we're, mm-hmm. or a documentary or something mm-hmm. like that, and we're watching it and we're seeing the ABC, well, well, that makes sense. That guy was a bad person and this is what happened. But then like, what if you get in the mindset of the, the bad guy or like of the mm-hmm. other perspective, you know, like how could 
how could the actions be justified or how could you understand where you're coming from? And then you're like, oh, oh. And then yeah. you have like some sympathy. There's like a little sympathy there. You're like, there oh, is. Man. It's like the Ted Bundy movie, maybe, Mad, you know, where it's oh, like Zach yeah. Efron, you're like, oh, but he seems like such a good guy. Like, I can't even picture, you know, him uh-huh. doing this. And spoiler alert, he's Ted he, Bundy, obviously. At yeah, the end of the I mean, movie, you literally see him about to like attack a girl and yep. like, oh, like nice, happy smile and friendly to like kill her. And it's yes. like, wow, there's yeah. the coin flip. Oh, 100%. And I literally just watched a documentary like this where it was like, you're getting, it's called um, The Jinx on Ooh. on HBO Max, which I would re- highly recommend. But um, I don't think it's any, it's about Robert Durst. Do you remember that person? Very familiar name. Yeah. Um, anyway, his his first wife went missing. Yes. And people were, like, suspicious, but also, like, whatever. Like, he said that he didn't do it. They loved each other, whatever. Um, carried on life. And then he had, like, a close friend that, that ended also up went missing. getting <laughs> murdered. Oh, gosh. A close friend of his, she was a journalist, ended up getting murdered. Um, and then his neighbor You're kidding. was found in, the, in, like, a river. D, uh, what's the word? Not decapitated. Not not decapitated. Um. Well, yeah, Taken decapitated. Apart. Yeah. Also that. Both of dismembered. those dismembered. Dismembered. And Any, he, anyone have an idea if that's the guy or not? <laughs> but he he proclaimed innocence for like ever, and he even went on. He was even charged and went to trial, and was found not guilty. <gasps> well, what's the answer? I can't. You gotta watch it. No, tell me. I just want to what? know. Tell me the you truth. Want me to tell they you? Did they do DNA? Um, I don't know how they. Ended how can up they prove it? In the end, but it's it's wild because in this documentary, what ends up happening is so there was this. This it just makes me think about this. So, so there was this director who decided to write a fictional movie based off of Robert Durst, um, and it's actually it's starring um, crap. What's her name? Kirsten Dunst mm-hmm. and Ryan Gosling. What? Yeah, and weird. And Robert Durst comes from like a whole line of like architect. No, 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 (laughs) no real estate moguls in New York City. So he's super rich, super rich guy. Um, and his family had kind of like alienated him after all of this. But the director wanted to make a movie that would make Robert Durst like think, because it was supposed to be focused more on like his first wife. Mm-hmm. And so it got Robert Durst's attention. He reached out to this director and the director decided to shoot a documentary interviewing Robert Durst about everything and trying to see if there was anything more to it because the suspicion was that he had done these murders. And so, but I mean, I'm, I was sitting there and you're getting, you're watching him be interviewed and he's just like, I don't know what happened to my wife. He's like, if I would have known, I would have told somebody. And he seems like so he's an genuine. older guy. He's an older guy, but he seems like fairly genuine. And so I was like, huh, maybe, I mean, like, maybe he is just like a really unlucky guy. But he did like he was like guilty for he did dismember his neighbor. He was found guilty of that, but he wasn't found guilty of murdering him. He said it was like an accidental death. Mm. And and so you That's know he's I know. <laughs> so you know he's like capable of something. Something. Um, yeah. 
but like during the interview at one point like they decide to like stop like interviewing for him for a second um and but he they like kept the camera rolling no well he like was still oh. talking in his mic and his like lawyer came up and he's like by the way you're still the mic's still hot and he's like oh okay okay and the very last episode of the documentary they had found so he wrote someone whoever killed his friend the journalist had wrote a letter to the police in California to like with the address of her house to which is where the body was so that she'd be found. And then they found a letter that he had wrote his friend and her address. And like the, the words were the same. He even misspelled Berkeley both times. They were like, Oh my gosh, we think this is it. So like these documentary people are like almost like solving this crime. And so they talk to him again and they like show him the letter and they're like, it doesn't this look pretty similar? You wrote this one. Doesn't that mean you might have wrote this one too? And he's like, no, I mean, I wrote this letter to my friend, but I didn't write this letter to the police. And so he's like, again, insistent. Like, I didn't do it. Like, I, they, I see similarities. I see differences in the handwriting. He's like, but I wrote this letter. I didn't write this one. And they're like, okay. So, and it took, by the way, the next part I'm about to tell you, it took them two years to find this. But, wow. So he ends up going to the bathroom Mike is still hot. Yes. And yeah. he's like, he's like, that's it. You're, they caught you. He's right. And then he literally is like gagging into the toilet, like trying not to puke. And he's like, he's like, what did I do? Killed them all, of course. <gasps> I know. So he completely, <laughs> he just confessed. He confessed, and, like, the camera's not even on him. He's in the bathroom, but his microphone is still hot, so the camera is, like, of the little conference room they were in, and you can mm-hmm. hear his voice in the bathroom, and he's talking to himself about how he's been caught, and he killed all of them. Who's and he talking to? Himself! He's just talking to himself! Like, oh my You're gosh. Kidding. Yeah! <laughs> That's so creepy. But they didn't find it for, like, two years that they didn't find that that, that little that, that audio that, that audio yeah <gasps> well so it's he, like, he's got to be in jail now he's he he was eventually uh found guilty for the murder of his friend um his first wife's body is still missing but they assume that he had something to do with that and he actually died in 2022 oh well super old uh because like, his first wife went missing in like 1984 or something wow. i watched the whole documentary miniseries um one afternoon a wow. couple of weeks ago but like that's what this makes me think of is it's like yeah i i was you know listening to an interview where the actual guy who did all these murders was sitting there saying i don't know who did it but it wasn't me like and being genuine, genuine. Yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden he's just like killed them all it's like what because it's it's crazy how when you get like close enough to something like that how easily you can get manipulated into thinking mm-hmm you know the truth or thinking maybe that actions are justifiable because you're seeing the perspective of the person who committed those things and it really just makes you think it does and and like coming back to the book because that's such a good comparison it's not even like there's unreliable narrators like there it's not like it's an unreliable narrator at all it's just like which side of the coin are you wanting to believe or which side of the coin do you feel like is more correct Mm -hmm. or is is morally the right coin yeah to have faced up essentially you know what I mean yeah so that is super interesting yeah I I feel like this book I I, I don't I don't really know if we should go into a spoiler I, feel I don't like we've think given we a need good, to yeah. yeah we've given a good overall about this 
I definitely recommend it. Hopefully, I mean, it should be. By the time this comes out, there will be a good um, Goodreads and um, WordPress review up for you guys to be able to look at of my thoughts. And I know Maddie's already mm-hmm. done her um, Goodreads review on her account and on her bookstagram. Um, but yeah, that should be up for you guys to be able to check that out. This came out in October last year. So you should be able to find it pretty easily mm-hmm. uh, if you want to check it out or anything similar. Also, if you're looking for uh, any any other types of media that deal with what is morality and ambu- ambiguous morality, uh, watch the movie Saltburn. Yeah, you're that... obsessed with that right now. Okay, I just can't stop thinking about it, Haley. I okay, just, how about I... this? How about this? We finish recording and then you call me and you tell me all the things about it that you can't stop thinking about. Sound good? No, I want you to watch it. But I don't know if I'm going to have time. You just tell me. Why? Because I won't have time. I don't have time to sit and watch movies. That's fine. Just do it eventually. Okay, eventually. Okay, great. But it's going to kill you inside. It's fine. I can talk to Corey about it. But, like, that's another thing where it's, like, morally ambiguous. Mm -hmm. So good. But it's also gross. But it's so good. I gagged at one point. Gross. Yeah, I anyway. thought I was going to throw up. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> this book will not make you throw up. No, it will that. not. It's not gross. <laughs> okay, so I already said what I want. I am currently reading. Um, Mad, what are you currently reading? I'm currently reading First Lie Wins by another Ashley, Ashley Elston. Mm. Um, yes, it's about this girl who, like, she is kind of like a professional undercover spy kind of person where she, like, gets these missions of like a specific person that's like her mark that she's supposed to get oh, yeah. close to uh-huh. um and while she's on one of these missions someone shows up with her actual real name like oh gosh and it freaks her out and she you know it just kind of starts spiraling and tumbling into this this bigger thing so um it's taking me a little bit to get into it but I finally am like, I read a little bit before we were recording, and now I'm excited to jump back into it. So it's definitely awesome. piquing my curiosity now. That's great. Love that. All right. Ah. Now I just want to read this book in an AP lit class. Well, you just go analyze it yourself and then let us know all your thoughts. I really or, should. Or if you want, you can do a spoilery review on Goodreads or on Fable and be able to let people know your thoughts on it in a more analytical way because I know a lot of people like to do that too especially if it's something like this where you can see that people want to analyze it together and talk about it after they've read it that is so true or just start a a fable book club or start a fable book club yeah where people can talk about it oh so (laughs) good anyway thank you guys so much for taking um your time of your day to listen to this episode of litsis and support us let us know what books with morally ambiguous endings and characters that you like that we should read next um anyway uh how do i sign off no i remember (laughs) thanks for taking a break from reading now go flip some pages
Thank you.